Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to the latest instalment of The Seals Podcast. I'm your host Albert Davis and welcome to episode number 27. You can catch up on all that we've done so far on thesealspodcast.buzzsprout.com and as ever we're on all of your favourite apps including Apple and Spotify. So let's jump straight into the January show, the first of 2023 of your official Chester FC podcast. First up, we've got two players back-to-back to start the show, and firstly is a relatively new face now at the Diva in left-back Alex Brown. The England Sea International arrived at the start of December, and since his Boxing Day debut has been an ever-present in Callum McIntyre's side. Here he is on the Seals podcast. Alex, going into this weekend, it's uh, it's been a, a, a strange sort of start to, to the calendar year. Obviously unbeaten, but still without that first win. And there's no tougher test really away from home than than filed at the minute. But the lads must be uh, looking forward to that challenge. Yeah, I mean, you've got to beat the best. It could be a playoff game coming into the season. We just finished training there, got a plan in place. I mean, like you said, it's a tough test, but you've got to beat them to be up there. We proved that we can match Brackley away. It's a tough place to go. On another day, we could have maybe got something, but we go into it confident, like you said, unbeaten. I think two or three of them games that we've drawn, we could have got something out of three points, but keep the unbeaten streak. If you can't win, don't lose. Talked about that Brackley game there, and obviously a theme throughout the season for, for this side has been the, the the run away from home, no defeats away since August. I'm sure you'll be drawing on that and that Brackley performance in terms of looking looking ahead to this game because it's another side with another very good home record. Yeah, I mean, the lads must go into every away game confident. I've seen it from the flip side playing against Chester when I was at home at Boston. They're tough, tough teams to play away from home. They plan the break. They've got quick players, as you've seen. So... As much as we've got a plan in place for file, we expect them to, to fear us as well. We come into it unbeaten in, in a, a, a large amount of games. So we go into it with all the confidence that we can get three points and it would be a statement, I think, to the rest of the league. In terms of you personally, obviously, it's been a strange sort of start because you've almost been here two months now, but only managed four games with, with things like the weather that have sort of just been impacting the schedule. But how, how have you settled in at this club? Perfect. I mean, I spoke to the gaffer before I came. He's, he's the type of manager you want to play for. He's honest. He tells you how it is. If you're not playing well, he tells you. He gives you praise if you do. Um, the lads are great. I mean, I come into a team that was doing well, so they made it easy for me. Um, training in the mornings. It's a, it's a change, but a good change. You can get a lot of work done. The lads here buy into a lot. The gaffer and the assistants and the management team are really big on preparing for games, and it's something that you you got to embrace. It must have been a frustrating start because obviously you joined the day before the schedule, Alfreton game. You don't end up managing to make your debut until until Boxing Day, but but it, it must have been a great moment to finally get out there and, and play for Chester. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I couldn't have wished for a better travelling support. They were they were amazing. You'll get a lot less than that in League One, League Two clubs. So you can see the size of the club. I mean, the New Year's Day game getting over three thousand as well. It's a credit to everyone, the team in. The Conference North can attract this crowd and I think it's a credit to the lads as well. If they wasn't performing on the pitch, the fans may not come in as many numbers as they do, which we look forward to. We hope they bring a few on Saturday as well to get us over the line. As you say, it must make a big difference, particularly going on the road, filed 
the, the promises to be a, a big away following it, it could sort of, similar to that Telva game, could match what the home support is. It, it must have a, a massive, massive impact on the side going away. Yeah, 100%. I think if you look at the Telford game at home, 1-0 down in the 90th minute, the fans were still making a lot of noise. It does make a difference. We were shooting towards the goal with no fans, but you could still hear them behind you. It does make a big difference. It, it helps a lad, even if you can't hear them, you know the presence of there, you know the willing you on. It gets you more points in the season, definitely. And just looking ahead now, obviously we've got that file game, then a home game on Tuesday. We've talked about sort of how it's been quite a stop-start beginning to you at, at this club, but you must be looking forward to getting stuck into what is qu quite a few games coming up now. Yeah, I mean, with all the postponements, it's going to be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And I think the gaffer's said before my time, historically, when they've had the Saturday, Tuesdays, they've had a run of games, they've got into a, a run of results and, it, and it's helped them. So it's been stop-start. I think maybe you could probably put the Boxing Day performance down to having the big break. I think he said there was two weeks off before that. But when you get into a run of games, hopefully we've got a settled side, no injuries, get as many points as possible and we're looking at playoffs minimum. Next up, it's Reese Daly. The midfielder signed his first senior deal with the club on his 18th birthday earlier this month after featuring in numerous first-team matchday squads so far this season. We look back at his journey to this moment of putting pen to paper until the summer of 2024, as well as looking forward to what is an exciting future for the youngster. Reese, obviously we're talking off the back of your senior deal with Chester FC, keeping you for the rest of this season and into next season working with the first team. What are your feelings after putting pen to paper on your first senior deal? Uh, yeah, I'm over the moon for it, to be honest. You know, when you first come here, that the aim is to get a contract and to pen your future down. Obviously, Chester, big club. So, uh, absolutely buzzing, yeah. And can't thank Mike the gaffer and Colin enough for believing in me and giving me a contract. Tell us a little bit more about your footballing journey so far because obviously you've, you've done your scholarship here, joined the club at, at 16. Uh, yeah, so obviously played Sunday league till about quite late quite late to come into football to be fair, started football about 8 or 9 and played Sunday league till about 11 or 12 and obviously you start going into academies trying to get on trial and that. Uh, involved in Liverpool Shadow, Everton Shadow, never really came to nothing. And then Burnley, Burnley came to watch one of our games, Sunday League, and he said, come down. So we went down, went down there, was only on trial for like two weeks or something like that. And he said, do you want to sign, sign me? So was buzzing, like, I was, you get the, you think, oh, I'm going to go right through to the, I'm going to go right, right through to the first team, play in the Prem and that. But yeah, I was buzzing there. Um, was at Burnley till under 16s, under 15, sorry, and obviously that's when the scholarship offers come around, and we obviously didn't get a scholarship there, so you know was thinking about quitting football, starting an apprenticeship, all that. Obviously you go in trial. You, I went in trial at a few clubs, didn't result in nothing. Confidence was confidence was rock bottom, if I'm being honest, and then. Uh, I don't know when it was, but I think the gaffer, I think he got in touch through a, through a, uh, someone he knew, and yeah, we came down to the Diva on Friday night, played the game here, and ever since it's been at Chester, so it's been good so far. And obviously, you you sort of towards the end now of of your time within the academy, but also this year you've had the opportunity to to be in and around that first team environment. And and obviously make some appearances as well. So you must have re really, really enjoyed that. 
yeah, it's been it's been amazing. To be fair, you just look at some of the the the, the standard of the players in the first team as well. It's unbelievable. So even training with them, training with them every day, it's making me a better player. And yeah, it's just the standards, the standards quality. To be fair. And obviously, it it must help when you came in. Callum was the academy head coach. Mike's in that position now. Mike Alcock, Callum's first team manager. Mike works within the first team. So, in terms of that transition from academy to first team, it it must be really beneficial having those two, or having had those two right throughout your your journey here. Yeah, it's benefited benefited me a lot, to be honest. Uh, you know, Mike Mike's helped me so much since I've came uh, in the youth team, technical wise. You know, I, I've always been, I, I've always backed myself technically, but he's obviously helped me to get that, that little bit better and bring me on. And the gaffer's just always believed in me. He's always, he's always made me confidence sky high. And it, it's been, it's been an easy transition going into the first team with them because I, they know, they know what to expect from me and I know what to expect from them. So it's, it's been easy transitioning there. In terms of focusing on the academy, um, for a bit, you were here when the club didn't, or the academy rather, didn't really have a base as such to to train from, to play from. This season, obviously, with the opening of of the KGV Sports Hub, how how much do you think that's benefited the academy set up the club as a whole? Just it it, it must be really beneficial for you as a as as an under nineteen player, as an under eighteen player, to 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 have that that place. Yeah, it's been really good. Like you look at the. You look at the facility. The facility in itself is like a Catherine's facility. Like it could be an it could be an academy. We we have got the best, the best facility as possible at this standard of football, and it's even being around, even for the youth lads as well, being around the first team sometimes, even watching like watching sessions. You're able to go in early, watch sessions if you want to, and it just it just brings like a, a tight knit bond to the club. That, that is needed and it's yeah the facilities it's brilliant obviously that's a, a place for you almost to call home for them under 19 their midweek fixtures and and on a sunday but obviously it's been quite a special season for you as well as a, as an under 18 side here at the diva obviously a, a fantastic run to start so early in the extra prelim rounds and to make it to the second round proper it it, it must be it must have been an amazing feeling throughout that journey f- for the team yeah it, it was brilliant the the players in the youth team we've we've got some great players and credit to Mike obviously for getting us getting us up to scratch and that but yeah we've had some memorable nights here so far and you know the support this club gets is unmatched you you don't see you don't see that at this standard at this level like, I don't know I don't know how many there how many were there to be exactly but the last game against Bradford it was unbelievable atmosphere like even to have a few hundred there fans that didn't even have to come, they didn't know anyone that, that played for them, they just came down to support the lads and yeah it was brilliant, the night, the night of the DV you can't beat like. Looking forward this week you, you played in that behind closed doors game, Um, you got 45 minutes under your belt which was I'm sure a great experience and I'm sure whilst you've got a lot of, still a lot of youth games coming up between now and the end of the season, sort of that, that crunch time in the season, I'm sure the aim that, that you're after is, is more minutes in, in the first team as well. Yeah, it was a good experience to play 45 minutes, you know, against a good team. And men's football, especially, is what I want. And for me to play men's football, I feel like it gets the best out of me. And obviously, 
about the youth team. We we do have a very busy season, you know, games getting called off because the youth cup run. We, we we've got to have like weeks where there'll be three games a week, and obviously sometimes I might not get to play because with the first team. But yeah, hopefully towards the end of the season, if I keep proving myself in the first team, keep training well. Hopefully then I'm pushing, pushing for the spot in that team next season. So hopefully it all goes well. So we wrap up then with manager Callum McIntyre. His side had to file this weekend, putting their impressive away record to the test against the league leaders who have won each of their five matches so far in 2023. We look back on the Curzon match, look ahead to the weekend and talk incomings and outgoings at the Diva Stadium. Cal looking ahead now to this weekend, a tricky game at AFC Fylde. Obviously the form side in the division at the minute, five successive wins to start the year, an impressive home record, but it comes up against your side who have an equally impressive away record, just one defeat on the road since August. So you must be, you and the players must be relishing that challenge. Uh, what a fabulous team they are. Um, you look at the talent in their, their group, you look at what they're able to spend, and ultimately, if you're able to pay football league money, you're able to get football league players. And I think they they've got real quality all around the pitch. Um, and it's it's really exciting for us to go and have the chance to test ourselves against that level, against a side that you'd expect them to win the league. I said that before we played them back in August, um, and I think that's true now. And I think Adam Murray's come in and, and really really improved them. You'd expect them and Kingsley to pull away. So for us to be going to Fylde, um in the position that we're in in the league is really, really exciting. For it to not just be about playing against the side that are playing for something and testing ourselves, for a result against Fylde to have a contribution to our own ambitions and where we might be this season, that's so exciting. Um, it isn't the be-all and end-all, a must-win, don't-win. You can get a little bit carried away um, when we win a few or when we don't win a few, which is the situation we've been in recent games. For us, we've got a points target. We know what we need from the upcoming games. We know what we need for the second half of the season. Probably a little bit of a frustrating start to that second half of the season in terms of where we've dropped points. But we'll be going on Saturday full of belief that we can get something against the side that you'd fully expect to be crowned champions at the end of the season. If we can go and get something, if we can go and compete, we will really answer a lot of questions about our own talent. So... We're full of belief, full of confidence, the way we have been all season away, but at home as well. Um, and we've always relished these type of games all season. Um, in the same way, they'll be looking at us and I'm sure with what, what we've achieved away from home, they know what, what threat we'll pose. Um, so really excited, really looking forward to it. Um, but it, look, it's, it's part of a difficult away run at the moment, wedged between an away game at Brackley and then an away game at Kings Lynn in terms of those away fixtures. So, Certainly very, very much looking forward to it and, and relishing the challenge the way we have done all season. And looking back, obviously, the last game will come t two weeks prior. It's a little bit of a difficult moment at the minute in terms of the games and the postponements that have really crept in from December onwards now. It's been difficult to get a run of games even on at the minute with the weather conditions. Looking back at that Curzon game, obviously, I'm sure there were frustrations. Ultimately, come away 15 unbeaten and... Uh, a mentality in terms of that late fight back it was uh, it was certainly never say die wasn't it I think sometimes you need to strip the emotion out of it and uh, I can be guilty of that when I speak straight away after games that's something that's really really challenging in this role is 
um, when Neil Turner from the BBC or whether it's Shane or whether it's yourself comes and sticks the microphone in front of you, you're potentially 20 minutes after the full-time whistle. Stuff's really raw and it's still opinion-based. When I get to speak in these forums and later on, you've watched the game back, you've got uh, the analysis pack that you know we complete on every fixture. Um, we actually improved in, in possession against Curzon compared to the vast majority of our home games. Uh, we excelled against Kettering early in the season, but you look at uh, chances created, shots on goal, shots on target, um, and I, I think that's where I was disappointed with how I think you deserve a level of criticism when you don't play well. But defensively, we let ourselves down, not with the ball. We, on another day, we score four or five goals. There's been some chances there in that game that have gone begging, which if you're going to leave it late to score, you, you can't give teams a one goal, never mind a two goal head start. And I just felt we were really passive in the two moments for the goal, um, for the, the goals, plural. Um, the first one particularly, it just feels really easy for Tom Pierce to receive back foot. They clearly target others in certain areas when you watch the, the game back. And the second one is just a passive section of the game where we make a bad decision in possession, playing a straight one. There's then a build-up phase and we are, we're not in a position to affect the ball. And ultimately you give players like Marnie, um, we know what he can do. Coming across onto that left foot of his and he's, uh, he's found a far corner. But in possession, we've had Charlie Caton's had a brilliant chance in the first half. Kurt Willoughby's had a volley block that's flying into the net. We've had the header from the free kick in the first half alone. Three glorious chances. In the second half, we hit the bar. Jamie Morgan heads wide. You then score the two goals at the end. So I, I was really frustrated, but um, I think it's important to be frustrated at really specific aspects of a performance. And I think there was a bit of frustration that came out uh, around the Curzon game because of the run at home where we know we, we should have picked more points up at home. We, we should, I'm, I'm never ever going to argue the, the case of them. We need to improve our home form. I've said it to you fairly consistently, but we aren't improving from a bad position. It's a bang average, middle of the road, slap bang in the middle position. But when I broke it down, I went, you know what? We've, we've almost become imbalanced the other way that we have exposed ourselves to get ourselves in better attacking positions. We, we can't do that. We've got to make sure that that, defensive stability that has been a massive part of what we are as a team and um, that's got to remain because uh, I don't want to be in a scenario where we can see two goals at home and I think if you score the two goals that we have one from a set piece and one from really aggressive uh, forward play um, you should win the game Obviously for Premier League and uh, EFL clubs at the minute the January transfer windows open and there's all that sort of hive of activity at the minute for us, it, we're not restricted by the window, but of course there have been incomings and outgoings, you know, obviously with Lloyd Marshews leaving the club, Sam Turner, Zach Clark going out on loan, and Louis Earl as well to Marine, who steps up his recovery from injury. And in terms of the incomings as well, you've, you've managed to get Reese Hughes from, from Tramier Rovers, who could make his debut on Saturday. Charlie Caton's been extended to the end of the season, and Reese Daly signed a, a senior deal as well, which not, not so much an incoming, but you must be pleased with the position that the squad's in at the minute. I think the review the the outgoings first. Um, Lloyd was offered a six month deal during the summer, and it's been a tough time for Lloyd. Really, at the end of his scholarship, at the end of under 18s people forget he broke his foot. He came back and lit up a pre season friendly against Cheadle, broke his other foot. People think it was a recurrence of injury. It wasn't. It was completely unrelated from an impact in that game, and then 
with the second injury, uh, he had a, a reoccurrence of that in the game that he was meant to return in, in a behind closed doors game, it was during the warm up. So he had a really rough time that for me, pretty much wrote off the first two seasons of senior football for him. What you then found with Lloyd was his age was always irrelevant because he didn't get the chance to really go and have a long loan spell. He didn't get a lot of what you get at 18, 19, certainly the structure we have in place. So I've always really bought into giving Lloyd uh, as much time as he's right. He obviously had his loan spell last year um, at the club I was at last season and did really well with his goal return. So we gave him the opportunity in the new training model um, and it things have just played out in a way where it's probably best to, for him to move on. I've loved working with him, worked with him for a long, long time now, uh, right the way through the youth team as well. And I know that uh, a change of scenery, change of stimulus, um, it'll do really, really well for him. Louis Earl's obviously gone out on loan, uh, worked really hard, obviously ended up having surgery on an ankle injury sustained the week before the Alfreton game. You forget when that fell after a really good pre-season for us. So we, we, um, we felt... Lou needs games because we need him in a place where he's going to affect games for us. I looked at our period and the way it was developing and felt there isn't potentially going to be the guaranteed opportunity to play games here now. Um, you don't want to put him in until he's ready and he's right, but equally we don't have the games internally to do that. So uh, it worked. Marine wanted a centre midfielder, so it's very much a 28-day loan. It's been frustrating how many games have been off because the idea was there was seven games in that 28-day period. Zach Clark had a, a stop-start loan at Runcorn. Um, it, it didn't it didn't get the football that we would have hoped he'd had um, and the, the opportunities come to get him a different loan but closer to home and for Zach it's less about being recalled Zach knows the task and I was there watching him you know we take real real pride in how we, we manage those lads while they're out on loan I was there on Saturday to watch him score a hat-trick for Zach it's about extending his future with us um, he isn't necessarily in the picture around our team at the moment and that that's fine that's how it is but hopefully a really strong second half of the season at Flint if he can put the ball in the net uh, puts us in a position where we're, we're ready to retain and moving forwards. And obviously Sam Turner's headed out um, this week to, to Hanley Town where it's about getting games for Sam. Um, did really well at Skelmersdale in his second loan and look, Hanley are a club we have a, a decent relationship with that hopefully we can um, look, see him flourish there. And the ins, it, it's been done to death, hasn't it, around our midfield. I, I don't think I've made it clear enough. Deck Weeks, George Glendon, the best two. The best, not close, not um, nothing for me um, compares to those two. And particularly when you put them together and you get the right, get them in the right areas of the pitch, get the right players. George almost gets forgotten about because we've done well. Imagine if you put George Glendon into the team at the moment. Um, those games where perhaps, oh, we've looked like we, we can't quite unlock uh, an opposition defence. Well, George will do that for you and he's the best at doing it. Him and Deck complement each other so well. So I feel we've we've tried a lot of things during the season, formation-wise, shape, systems, where the areas of the pitch where we're getting the ball. And equally, you're looking at the right personnel to try and replace that. So what is it? A midfielder that will take the ball in any area of the pitch is really progressive with the ball up the pitch and can affect things in the final third and get the ball into the final third with quality. Yeah, there's loads of them knocking around, growing on a tree outside. That's that's the reality. Um but the opportunity came up to do Reese, uh, had a really strong pedigree with his background at Everton, played games for Tranmere Rovers this year, and we just felt when the opportunity came up to get him in, that that's what we're looking for, and I really feel like he'll improve the team. 
Charlie Caton's loan's been extended, which is brilliant news. I think you've seen what he brings to the table. Uh, pace, hard work in centre forward, quality in front of goal. And for us to have got that loan extended um, just means that our forward options, which, you know, Kurt's been fantastic with the goals that he scored. Anthony Dudley at home, particularly. His goals to minutes ratio at home has been really good. Cole Hall's had a really strong season. So I've had Darren back from his loan with Adam Thomas. You then put Charlie into that mix and I'm really excited about our forward options and it was really important that going into the end of the season we had um, that many strings to our bow. And obviously Reese Daly um, signed a senior contract, really pleased for him, um, really good uh, character, got a real opportunity, talented player from a really good family and uh, really pleased for the academy setup. But for him, it's it's about the hard work starting now. I think this is when a player achieves that um, that contract. Actually, there's a long way to go before they're, they're then in around the first team picture. And look, we we want to do one more. We're looking at options in that position uh, where we think we can add and where where we can improve. What you've seen is we don't we don't sign players blind. We don't have a revolving door. I think that's why our recruitment touch wood to the point that we're at has, has been fairly successful. So we um, we'd like to add that body as and when it's right. If if it's right we will if it's not then then we won't and that wraps us up nicely for episode number 27 thanks to all of our guests for speaking on the seals podcast see you at filed on saturday afternoon where hopefully we will have a fantastic number of traveling seals to cheer the lads on bye for now